To Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Watching for the very first time. Very first time. Hey, well, you could have done. Um, like the king. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like. Where's he going with this? But yeah, I could have. Yeah, I could have done his theme tune, but I didn't. That's Sorry, cl- everyone. Missed opportunity. <laughs> That's a clue for today's story. I'm guessing also the fact that we do them in order is a clue, but... Yeah, I know, yeah. But you, someone might... <laughs> they might have clicked on this and have not known what we're doing, but it's the King's Demons this week. You are on the right episode if you're up to that point in your watch. Speaking of which, a bit of an update. Actually, Doctor Who news time. Okay. Twitter right, talk. Mark sat here with a hoodie on over his head and he just reminds me of E.T. on the bicycle. So um, <laughs> It's cold. It's cold today. The record. If I call him E.T., that's why. So the BBC are putting all of Doctor Who on iPlayer for free. Like every yeah, episode. Yeah, I sent you this. Yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. well, there's a little bit of, here's some news that's been going. It's all kicking off on Twitter at the moment. I have to, I have to mention it because it's... Well, I see, see what you think. So, yeah, the BBC are putting all of that on. So, actually, I don't know. You could probably watch it. It might be easier than Britbox, depending. I'm going to do this in a nutshell because it's just gone. It's just been Twitter over the last few days. So, the very first episode, the Cavemen one, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Written by this guy, and he didn't write any other Doctor Who stories. He was like the first writer. He wrote the first four episodes of that. And you know, like how the rights have like been moved out. You know, like Terry Nation, Event of the Daleks, and his obviously his family now say if they can be used or not nowadays, yeah. like the estate or whatever. Anyway, it's all gone down to the son. He has gone. He's a bit of a Twitter. I suppose he's a Twitter Lawrence Fox guy. Right, of Doctor Who. Of well, Doctor Who, and he's retweets Lawrence Fox and all of that kind of oh, stuff. Okay. Having a look at his thing, so that's sort of the kind of person he seems to be allegedly on Twitter. That's what I've seen, and also he's tweeted stuff about you know shooting at work. Going, my father will be turning his grave that the BBC have gone like you know all this yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Anyway, so he has said he the BBC got in touch to license these first four episodes the license was up or something for distribution so they're out on dvd they're on iplay brickbox you know yeah yeah um and he wanted basically he wanted more money than they offered and he has refused the license and he has said well this huge back and forth on twitter that the bbc have got in touch and said those four episodes won't be included because they are now he is not allowing that to happen he wants tons he said the bbc offered them 20 20 grand and he turned it down and all this stuff. So everyone's kicking reasonable. off. I mean, it's not like he did loads. He did like, it just happens with the first one. He doesn't like the BBC. Yeah. For whatever reason, for whatever's going on. So then everyone is like, he is battling everyone on Twitter and everyone's like, why are you ruin it for everyone? All this kind of stuff. Why don't you take, you know, and he's like fighting back and it's just a whole huge thing. So it's... And then people are like, well, are they not going to come out on the Blu-ray box sets now? Is this like it for that first story never to be shown? Because um, so there's apparently on the BBC YouTube, those clips have disappeared already. So I don't know. And it's not like he wrote it or do you know what I mean? No. It's like, but some of the others, some of his views and stuff don't seem, 
he doesn't seem particularly mentally well possibly with all of this stuff that you can like i don't know so everyone's piling in on it which is obviously going to make the situation worse but anyway that's what's been happening on Doctor Who Twitter. Hey. But actually, well. it's probably the one thing that all Doctor Who fans are united on. <laughs> 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 that's a first in itself. It's literally a first. So that is what's been going on. So we might not have, if someone's doing a watch through for the first time, you might not have the first four stories. I don't know. I mean... What? No, you mean the first story, not the first no, four. Sorry, the first four episodes. That's the K-Fan yeah, yeah, story. Yeah. yeah. So it would be a shame. I don't know. I'm sure the BBC can work something out, but I can't see them paying. I mean, I think 20 grand for paying someone for four. They've licensing 800 episodes. If they're paying 20 grand for like every writer who's yeah. written out, like that's not bad. But he's also kicking in now saying, TARDIS, it belongs to my father, not the BBC, all this other stuff. There was a guy as well, around the 50th as well, that said that he invented Davros and was trying to sue for the rights of Davros because he'd drawn, like, a, a kid in, uh, as a kid in school in the 70s, he'd drawn, like, what looked to be Davros before it was on TV in the 70s. And I think he'd drawn it and sent it in, being like... And he was trying to prove that as a school child he invented Davros and the BBC copied him and stuff and was suing then, you know. So I don't, you don't know really the actual facts, but it doesn't help that he is arguing and kicking off and all this stuff on twitter as is well is he like firing back at people as yeah, well yeah 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 really like bad like it's not it's not doing anyone any favors he doesn't seem like a level-headed person so to have the rights to the first episode of doctor who is not is like the worst person <laughs> but anyway well, i guess it's one of those things like i mean it could be worse i know it's the first story and everything but it's not like it's like it's more that it's just the first story you could start on the second. It's not the end of the world. Like they're not. They've obviously made a token offer, but they're probably not that concerned. And like you said, there's enough things out there. Like there's enough like DVDs that already exist, and so, so it just means for this period there won't be new things. But like fans have always found ways of like sharing things and finding things out. It's not like. Yeah, I know. It's just stuff. Well, make all your first episode DVDs worth a fortune for a while. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it might escalate. Someone might, um, someone might, <laughs> someone might superpose him. <laughs> what are you going with? I can't even tell what you're saying. Someone might superpose his head over porn and then it'll all blow up. He'll <laughs> <laughs> sue them. He'll sue them. That'll be the story. Oh my God. You know what? I was listening to that the other day. I can't remember why. But that came back in my head, that episode where we were trying to get through that story. Because I messaged, like, which one was it again? I can't remember why it came up. And it is, I mean, you did such a good cut because it was a good 15, 20 minutes of us trying to tell that story. It was it was tough. That's the last time you looked into Doctor Who Twitter. I know. <laughs> I haven't really looked into it since. Mark couldn't get through it. And I was traumatised. Well, okay, let's go into today's story. I don't have any other particular updates. And it was an easier one, two episodes. Nice little tour, yeah. And I quite like this one because I was trying to remember, I got this on video. It came in a box set, a special box set, and I really wanted it as a child, this like limited edition thing. And I used to go into town every Saturday and look at it on the shelf and be like, I really want that, I really want that. Aww. And I got it for my birthday. And then I had a I had my birthday party, and we sat and watched this Aww. story. 
Of course you did. So, like, Ross and Tom were there. Good old Ross and Tom. It was like, you know, the party rings and the, you know, the crisps, oh, chocolate fingers, all of that. And I just remember we sat, that was my, and I was trying to work out, so it came out on video in November 95, so it must have been March 96 would have been when I got it. So I would have been 10, so it was my 10th birthday, was literally the king's demon. (laughs) of all things did you have like because you said in past your mum made like a little TARDIS like picture and stuff for you was it all decorated like that no it was just a pretty standard birthday party I think it was the normal birthday party it just I got was it at your house yeah they always were oh that no we didn't never did that my mum I've told you this haven't I I don't know my mum did one birthday party at the house and it was when I was in nursery she told the neighbour that she was doing this party and the neighbour was like, mm, mm, okay. And then after half an hour, the neighbour came round because my mum had not obviously thought this through. And what she had was 30 toddlers in the house, no other adults, because all the parents had just gone, bye, and ran away. And um, the neighbour came round, she was like, are you struggling? And my mum was just in toilet duty because I... You have the, I want the loot, okay. Anyone else want the loot? No? Okay, come back. I want the loot. So all my mum was doing was going back and forth, taking kids to the toilet. And the neighbour, and my mum said, months later she was still finding jelly. Like my mum made jelly for everyone. And like the kids must have just been like, sofa. <laughs> it's just oh. food. And my mum was like, literally months later, like you'd open a, a, something, like a video, and they'd be like, jelly in it. Just jelly everywhere. And it was just my mum and this neighbour for like three hours battling. And my mum was like, never, ever again. And actually thinking about it, growing when I was in school, all the parties were in the same place. Like it was in this village hall that wasn't too far from school. It was where school had things as well. And they were pretty much every party was identical, right? Like it must have been like, well, so-and-so's done it. That's what I want. And so that the template was we had a bouncy castle in the in the garden-y bit of this village hall. You had a, like a music-y DJ thing in the hall itself. And then we had hot dogs for food. And they put the table out. And at some point, if we weren't bouncing or we weren't dance, dancing, then they go hot dogs, and then we'd all sit at the tables and we'd eat hot dogs. And they would take you know the ones in the tin. Oh yeah, I love those. Yeah, with like hot yeah, and that was it. And that was pretty much for primary school every single birthday party. Well, uh, yeah, I was gonna ask you that because mine my, my template was I don't I think I had all of mine at home exactly the same until I was like sixteen. <laughs> it was just have some friends round buffet watch something maybe on the tv some party games and everyone would go it might sound more in civilized high school, i didn't have birthday parties because i'm in i'm the end i'm like middle of july so school had finished by then i remember 12 so i would have started primary school that was a bit of a weird one because i had my secondary school friends round so i had darren chloe joe and kelly and then i invited ross as well <laughs> so and he didn't know anyone and i've got i've got that on, on video actually i've got some video favorite food we're all just sitting around eating and the venga boys are playing on the scene <laughs> <laughs> and it just pans round and we're all just like i need to see that 
<laughs> I need to see that. Oh my god, that's so funny. And he was really quiet because he didn't know anyone. And that, I think that's one of the yeah. I don't think I had anything after that really in terms of parties. I didn't have, but I know friends had more like McDonald's or something in the village hall or we'll do something. I never did that. It was pretty much, especially around this time, everyone come around and we'll watch a two video, whichever one I got for my birthday that time. So I had, my 10th birthday was... And just two episodes as well, so it was pretty quick. Like within 40 minutes, your party's done. Yeah, pretty, I can't remember anything else, but I have this vivid memory of watching The King's Demons. That's I so think, funny. I mean... Ross and Tom would have liked it, but I don't think anybody else was particularly. It's so, because actually, I don't remember my birthday parties because they're all just one merged thing. I know I had them. I have no memory of them. Every party was exactly the same. I don't know if it was like I, you know, I'm in two minds of whether it was like all the parents were like, let's just do that. And it was the same people, like it was the same bouncy castle. <laughs> it was the, or it was the same DJ. I think it was one or the other, right? So, like, maybe as we got a bit older, maybe we had the DJ instead of the Bouncy Castle. But, like, the template was identical. It was the same DJ or the same Bouncy Castle and the same hot dogs. And, like, the same, like, it's such just this one template. And part of me just wonders whether all the parents were like, oh, it's mine next. Where did you book? Here you go. It's mine next. Here we go. Because, yeah, the that's like, and again, I'm sure my mum would have been like, what? What do you want for your birthday? I'm like, oh, on the Bouncy Castle. And, and what food do you want? Hot dogs. Okay, that would have been that. But I don't remember my specific. They're just one merged memory. And my other memory of this is, this was more recent, at a convention a few years ago. They had the director of this one there, and they did these panel, these sessions, where you basically, it was like a sort of live commentary, so you sat and watched it with the director. Oh, right, nice. So yeah, you all yeah. sit around this table in this conference room and he's there. And you could, you're supposed to, like, say, you know, shout out questions as you're sort of watching. Oh, and we we're only supposed to do part one. I was sitting there watching it and it was quite boring because he'd not seen it for years. So he was just fascinated watching it, not really saying too much. No one was asking any questions. And I was, I was really tired and I was thinking, at least it's only one episode. And then it got to the end of part one and he was like, oh, we've got time for part two. Let's go and carry on. I was like, great. So we watched the whole thing with the director. At least there's only two. Could have been four. But he didn't really have much extra to say. Um, I think it was one of his first directing jobs. So he was quite quite keen. Um, Let's go into the story. First question. Did you know that that would be the master? What was his disguise like? No, that was a surprise. No, you have to be joking me. It's the worst. No, genuinely, that was a surprise. I, I don't... I just wasn't expecting it. So, and you assume, Mark, that I really paid that much attention to the side characters. If I remember their names, that's a miracle, you know? Sometimes someone might be like, oh, have I said... But you're the one, you're always like, that person, they were in this. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just might remember that story. So, no, it was a genuine surprise. Yeah, but you know the master by now. He's doing a terrible accent. His makeup isn't that different oh i don't know i i think it's like, really sometimes obvious. something more like in an obvious way can be more i was surprised in my head i thought i wasn't i wasn't expecting it to be i'm trying to think what i thought it was like they're obviously there there's this talk that the king is actually in london so we know that isn't the king right 
So I was more focused on that than the other character, which was the master's character. I was more focused on who is the king. And that was where my like thinking was like, as in who is like, what is it? Is it a robot? We've had this before. We've had robots and stuff like that. Like, so I, yeah, I was more there. I wasn't, and he's not in it loads and loads. He's there enough as a like character, but he's not like, like you saw the king more and like the other people trying to talk it out and stuff than him. Okay. Well, I did actually write them. I know it's maybe they were focusing on the, they were trying to like make it not as obvious because it's, you know, focus on the king stuff rather than it. That's the master dressed up. Well, it definitely worked for me that way. There you go. Well, there you go, everybody. It has worked on somebody in the whole history of this. <laughs> Me and my simple mind followed that. I was I was there with it. If I the director said that, I'd be like, yeah, I was there. I was uh, there. Because he's called um well, I always called him Sir Giles, but they because he's French, I think he's supposed to be Gilet. They call him Gilet. Is it Gilet? They call like Sir Gilet. That's what they call him. Sir Gilet. Because he's Sir Giles East. Not a jacket. Because in the credits he's Sir Giles, <laughs> Sir Giles Eastram, which is a Eastram is a anagram of master. Yeah, yeah. Um I read I've... that after. Oh, right, okay, yeah. So they were always trying to do that. Anyway. also, I read this as well. In the Radio Times, when they were putting the cast, um, they made a fake name, so it wasn't a giveaway that he was going to be in it. And it, it said something like Fake Master. Was it, like, the anag- it was an anagram name, but it said something like Fake Master or something like that. Mm. Yeah, oh, wow, you've done your, done your research. I've done a little bit of research. <laughs> Well, it's historical, which we haven't had for a, a long time. I found it a little bit boring to be in with. <gasps> oh my god! What do you know? Only what? a touch. I, it got. I mean, I think what kept me going was the fact that it was only two. Yeah, I knew that. I knew it. <laughs> Once I've done one, I was like, I just got one more to go. But I can't. I did enjoy. Like, I like the surprise of the master. That was a great cliffhanger for me. Maybe not for you, but for me, it was a great cliffhanger. Um, and then later on, I think for me, I was just more focused on, well, when are we getting to, because he's not the king, it's the master. So I'm, so I'm more focused on that, I think. And then when we find out it's chameleon. Yeah. Go me. That was like, oh, this is interesting. That's cool. But equally with chameleon, I don't think it was that well explained. Like, is he, like, he has his own thoughts and feelings, but is it that the master's influencing him and then the doctor is? I couldn't work out what, like... But then he also has his own thoughts and choices. That's It was confusing me a bit. Okay, we will, we will answer all these questions. <laughs> major, major klaxon, though. Could I? Could we just have a clothes watch moment? Tegan has a new outfit. I knew you were going to say that. As soon as she was in that new outfit, I was like, here we go. Mark will be on this. <laughs> she looks completely different now. She almost looks a bit seventies, actually. More oh, than 80s. I th- oh, I think that's very eighties because she's got the earrings, and now with the haircut, she looks very. She looks a bit older, even. I think. You know, you see her outfit was that. Well, she had two outfits. Well, she had the coat. She put the fur on pretty much straight away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The massive. But I don't know. Maybe that's. It. I think like the furry coat. She had like a little mini dress. I think her seventies. The dress was quite flowery because that's what thing he gets made into, isn't it? Chameleon at the end. He's in. That dress. It's just the robot. Anna. 
but like I don't know. I just sort of it as more of like um, I could imagine Polly wearing that. Okay, I think entire it's, outfit, well, we'll which see. makes me think seventies. Okay, I think it's quite. It was different. At least it's a change. It's it is a change. It is a change. Turlo is still in his school uniform for whatever reason. Um, and it's King... <laughs> I didn't think to change Turlo's outfit. I was kind of hoping this would be the end of Turlo. Oh, no. No, well, well, they were supposed to be on his way to his planet, weren't they? Exactly. So I was hoping that's what this would be. And it would be quite a nice little short roundup of that. But no. Well, talking about Turlo then. That said, sorry, just to jump... Turlo did not annoy me as much. Well, he separated straight away. I mean, nobody really does a lot in this, but maybe that's why. Maybe that's why he's not annoying. But he did. He had a, he had his moments. I think. I felt like I knew his character more this time. Isn't it? It's not this weird like trying to be one thing and then there's this going on. It was just this is what this character is. I quite like that. Like he, you know, he's with the doctor. He like trusts him. Maybe that's why he didn't annoy me as much. Well, they're a team now. Let's see how that goes. Then maybe you just need a few more stories or whatever with him. See how it goes. Um, so it's King John that they meet, who is out. In, I mean, it's great location stuff. All the jousting in the beginning looks great. He looks absolutely freezing cold. It does. I mean, I don't know the history and all that too much but king john so actually so whenever i think of like stories to tell you i'm always like oh i remember that story but i have to wait until the relevant story comes along to tell it yeah, if yeah, you see yeah. what i mean and I, I don't think i've said about this one because it's king john related classic no do you not have one no i don't <laughs> so this King John's hunting lodge is a thing, okay? Because we went on a primary school trip because it's in where in the village I'm from, uh, near Rittle College, is where King John's hunting lodge was. Right, yeah. Is this based in that hunting lodge? No, no, this isn't, no. He's just in a random place on a visit. He's visiting but he's somewhere, not, but no, yeah. no, it's not set here. And... I, I'm always trying to research this hunting lodge because, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really exist anymore. It's just we went on this little the school trip. I mean, it was our teach in this is primary school, and it was a trainee teacher called oh what was her name? I think it was Caroline. Anyway, I think I feel like it was part of her passing her teacher training to take us on a school trip somewhere. And this this was like five minutes down the road, so it was easy to do. Let's all go and visit King John's Hunting Lodge, which is, if you've ever been there, just a ditch. There is no building. There is nothing left. It is a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that I was like, quite a few years ago, obviously when I was older, I was like, I remember going to King... I need to go and visit this again to remember that, you know, what it was like and... I was like, was it actually here? Because there's no evidence that there ever was a King John's hunting oh lodge. Gosh. But I have looked it up today. It was there. So anybody listening, actually, listen to Dave, who is from Chelmsford. <laughs> if you might know, right next to Real College at the back, it apparently is King John's hunting lodge. Um, Shout out to Dave. Have you ever heard of it? Maybe it's just people in that area that know. <laughs> so let me know if you know about King John's hunting lodge, which it's just, and yeah, I have, I looked it up. There's like this heritage uh, website. Yeah. And it's the earthwork and buried remains of the medieval moated site of King John's hunting lodge, a manorial complex founded by King John in 1211. King's demons is set in, 1215 so yeah. um he's already built the hunting lodge by now um <laughs> so he had quite a few different ones 
so he just had this one in Essex. But basically, it does say the moat. Partially waterfilled is in good condition, though the southeast corridor has sometime been filled in. Fish pond has been lined with concrete and is a reservoir. Basically, it's just saying there's nothing left of it now. But we had a school trip to it, and it was literally just walk and look at this ditch and then walk back again. So if anybody wants oh, to visit there, trip. it's at the back of Riddle College, everyone. Um, so it, it always reminds me of this now, because I think maybe we'd done the school trip, and then it might have been when I got this on video, like it would be around the same time, I would have been like, oh my God, it's King John. <laughs> John, he's local to me. <laughs> but also, this is what's good about Doctor Who, you learn stuff. You do learn stuff. Yeah. Like, I didn't do, like, Magna Carta at school or anything. No, I didn't either. I mean, I've heard of it and know of it, but I didn't do it in school. No, but they mention the Doomsday Book, and, um, I mean, as I said, my dad's got a copy of it. He hasn't got the the actual Doomsday Book, but I remember my dad <laughs> I had a copy of the Doomsday Book. <laughs> this whole missing episode has the Doomsday Book. Oh, should be Mark's, Mark's dad's house. So I, oh, which good. is literally just a list of properties. It's like, um, what is it? You know when they do like a survey, the national survey, like the census, basically. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I learned about that from the King's Demon. So it has brought me, you know, some some knowledge. But no, the whole point of this is a, an historical thing where the Master's trying to stop the Magna Carta from happening. And from yeah. what I understand in my brief history Wikipedia-ness of the Magna Carta was that it was like, um, well, it's not. Actually, I wrote something down. I had a whole thing <laughs> and I totally forgot to do it. I was going to say the Magna Carta. It's not a new Beyonce single. <laughs> Are you proud of that? King John should have signed the Doomsday Book. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> should have registered it in the Doomsday Book. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> no, okay. Um, <laughs> so the Magna Carta is basically like a peace treaty thing amongst like the, the aristocracy, I think. It's basically... Well, it was saying it was like the first sort of human rights type thing where it's like it you're basically protected. set up like what has become parliament. Like yeah. it was the start of parliament. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing I mean, it's very small for the master, I think, to be bothered about, but maybe it changes all history. Uh, well know. I guess it did because like it's the start of democracy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. saying that very like I absolutely know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, let's move on from this. There's lots of horses in this, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I really love the horses. Oh, horse. there are lots of horses. There's really cool horses in this. And um, I was sort of watching the making of, and apparently this horse, he just knew exactly what to do. Whenever they said action, he did his bit of his jousting, stopped, moved on, because the actors couldn't ride a horse, and they just had to sit on it, and it just knew what to do. Great horses in this. Everyone's riding the horses. Great time. Um, and then we have... Um, the cousin Geoffrey turns up, and this is where the mystery is, that he's like, well, I've just seen the king in London. Unless you've just seen him this morning in London, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, oh, did you really? I was just thinking. Because <laughs> <laughs> is that, Mark, you need to take that hood down. It's like. I know, my head's getting a bit overheated, power. I think. It is getting a bit yeah. warm. It's getting warm. It builds up to the episode, end of episode one, which obviously the master reveal, which you're the only person that it has fooled ever. Um, <laughs> I don't believe that. I don't believe that, but sure. But the King's song in this, which I have alluded to earlier, I think is quite good. Sure. 
They need to. Where's the remix for the 60th anniversary? That's what I'm asking for. <laughs> it looks really good. It didn't though. stick in my head, and like you were singing it, and I was like, it didn't stick in my head. Let's put it that way. You probably have to have it on video to, you know, really watch, hone it in. Really yeah, yeah, watch fine. it again and again. But there's actually the yeah. sets and the way the banquet's set up and everything. It that looks really good, and it matches the outside quite well. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks. Look, we always say this: the BBC do a great historical. And the sword fighting is quite, well, sort of all right, isn't it? I saw it again, and I, I didn't want to, but I saw it again. Peter Davison has a VPL again when he takes his... It's always when he takes his jacket off to fight. <laughs> he can just... He's got oh, really thin I, trousers. Yeah, I was like, what's he on about? Oh, wait, yeah, I know. He's got really thin trousers. That material must be really thin. Um, he does a lot of running around. Maybe that's does, on purpose. Maybe, maybe. I didn't. I did not pay that much attention to his VPL. So, and <laughs> um, the master gets away pretty quickly after the whole reveal and everything. So there's this Iron Maiden thing, which I always thought was like really confused me as a child. But I had to look that up as well. So I didn't realize it's supposed to have spikes in it. If you see what I mean. So you put someone in it, and when you shut it, the spikes like yeah, 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 get you. It reminded me of a mummy. Yeah, I mean. Mummy. And it is an actual thing, but that's cool that it's the Master's TARDIS when he gets away and they put him in there. Because then you have that moment where the Doctor is like, well, I don't want to kill the cousin guy, but I, he, you know, he feels bad. And even Tegan's like, oh, that's horrible. And then part two is just, it is quite a bit of padding, really, because... Yeah, I mean, the, st- it, the only, like I said, the only cool thing is we get Chameleon. Okay, Chameleon then. How cool is Chameleon? I was trying to work out if it was a person in there, but it's not. Is it or is it? No, it's so. This is the story goes. The producer was looking for something, you know, canine, a bit like canine, that could be in the show, and at the same time, it's it was like a company that built this, had this robot, and was like advertising it and stuff, and it's programmed. I mean, for the eighties, you're thinking like the uh, you know mid eighties. It it was eventually supposed to walk on its own. I don't think it ever got that far. So they are, so it was sold to the producer as like we can it can move, it can talk. You program it. I think you the actor recorded their lines and then you put like a tape thing in and it would move the mouth according to like whatever. It was quite complicated. Yeah, yeah. Absolute nightmare. Everyone hated it because it kept breaking down and didn't work. Of it and did. it never worked because the person that created it like died in an accident. Oh. Before they used it. And he was the only, he hadn't written like a proper manual and stuff for it. So, <laughs> so nobody yeah, really knew how it worked. That. So it was, it was absolutely doomed from the start. But it looks amazing. It, it looks really cool. When he's sitting in the that. chair, moving around, I, I would, you know, it's not going to get up and walk around or, you know, it's not going to do uh, amazing things. But what you get even for that, I think it is really, really cool. And I, it's worth, giving it a go i mean it's like when i think you know in the 70s when doctor who were like pioneering using green screen and nobody had used green yeah. screen and stuff it's sort of equivalent to that i mean people are like a lot of fans and stuff are like well comedians like so rubbish never did anything never moved properly but I'll tell you, but, because you look at it and you know it's not a human in a suit like I, like yeah. i said I was like, it's definitely not is it because like it looks it looks cool it has movement it's really it's really like funky Imagine if you had somebody sitting there, they'd be covered in tin foil, wouldn't they? They exactly. would look ridiculous. But the fact that it is, I think it's a really good. I mean, it didn't ultimately work out, but good on, good on for trying. 
Well, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not giving any spoilers away. I mean, in terms of it never did exactly what they wanted it to do. I mean, at the end in the TARDIS, I think he's a bit sort of propped up. He's not going to walk around. He can sort of yeah, yeah. move his head a bit. Um, but at least the mouth moves. Oh, yeah, the eyes move. The eyes are interact. Like, yeah, it's really cool. It is really cool. And I quite liked the idea of, like, there's this robot that can be weirdly, not related, but kind of related. So, you know, with AI and stuff, they've made a dr- Adobe have made a dress. I'm going to forward you the link. It uses AI to change. So you, like, touch it and you change your outfit and it looks like fabric. Like, but basically, they've used technology and AI to make a dress. Wow. So it's kind of like that idea where you touch, and also it can respond. You can either touch it and it'll change like how it looks, or it can respond. So if you move the dress, like, I mean, literally the, the images move on it, the sort of look. Um, it's really cool. And it kind of reminds me of that this idea that it's this robot that can take on like other looks but also they have got a a sort of get out of card get out of card get out of jail card where he can turn into people so if you want comedian in it more he turns into an actor and the actor just takes on the role yeah exactly so so that's um but no the idea is that yeah it's he's influenced by he sort he is controlled by the master and influenced by it. so the master is controlled. So when he's King John saying all this stuff, it's coming from the Doctor's mind. He's doesn't have a he sort of has his own personality, but he's so easily influenced that you could sort of maybe concentrate on him and he would turn into whatever you wanted sort of thing. But he is yeah, his own yeah. person as well. Um, so that's that's the idea. Um, I mean, it is really maybe written to introduce Chameleon. I don't know if the story came first and they shoved him in, but actually it revolves around him, doesn't it? So it's got to be. I think they must have planned it this way to in- introduce him. Um, and you know me, I always enjoy having the master. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, You'd be pleased. You know, so it's not his we're not greatest considering, plan. Like we, I don't know where we are in the season, but like we're pretty far into it, so we must be near the end-ish now. I'm surprised in the 20th we've not... Did we have a master at the start? We last saw him, because they mention it, in Time Flight at the end of the last series. He got trapped in... That's why, yeah, I, that's why I thought he was at the start of the next one, but he's not. We've not had him in the 20th. It makes sense. It's a, it's an idea where... And, you know, he's got out. Mm. Classic. Classic master. Yeah, he's got away. And yeah. Chameleon has come on board. And he's going to have Tegan's bedroom, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that was a whole weird thing where, like, I but I that was also a moment where I really liked Turlo, Turlo, because he was like, he was like, Do you want him? He's like, Yeah, <laughs> I just enjoyed that. Yeah, whereas th- Tegan's having a, a classic Tegan strop. I feel like she was very stroppy throughout. I want to go back to the TARDIS. I'm cold. I appreciate, I do agree with you, Tegan, but. <laughs> today i want to go home and there's a whole bit about going home and stuff she i know when he says it she's like uh no i don't i don't know <laughs> i was like oh my gosh and that's the bit it's a shame because like i think she's such a great strong character but they write those lines for her that are just so moany and what can you do with that as an actress like you can't unmoany a moany dialogue she had there was just the odd couple of lines which were quite fun for her where she's like where the doctor's like i wonder what you know is going on with the king and she's like oh maybe he's the devil sort of thing you know that kind of that's the odd yeah i liked those as well like but they just have this thing where this is what she is and it's just 
such a shame because the rest of the time she's really like bullshit and really she's feisty and she's quite independent and like that's great it's such a great like female role model and it's make her really whiny I, she's definitely been watered down a lot more since she first started. The decline in her character is obvious to see, because. But then, for a two-parter, it. I mean, the doctor's do. got the whole point of it is just to introduce the robot. Because Turlo's chained up for most of it, and then gets out. Tegan is just with the doctor the whole time. She can't go off and have her own story because there's not enough going on. Like it's very, it's very slight. It's quite fun though. It's quite a nice. It's a nice different setting, and it's an easy watch. And I think any scene that Chameleon is, I absolutely perfect for a tenth birthday party. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I should have asked for a Chameleon cake, shouldn't I? (laughs) (laughs) All that silver icing. Oh my god. (laughs) Cursing you. (laughs) Well, no, I, I just think it's a really great idea, and just. Uh, yeah, even watching as a 10-year-old, I thought Chameleon was so cool and looked so cool. Yeah, I, I agree, I agree. Right. Well, it sort of technically is the last one of the series. Okay, so we're at the Doskers next. No, there is one more. So this, fin- I can't remember when this was broadcast. There was a bit of a gap. There is, because it's the 20th anniversary, there's a 20th anniversary special, which was right. shown. So we've got okay. that one to do, which is always goes on the end of this season. So, special episode. We haven't had a special, special episode before that's been like broadcast out of the season, and it's called The Five Doctors. Oh, we're doing that. Cool. Okay. I'm guessing there'll be five doctors. It is a 90-minute special. It's not an episode. Oh, okay. It's just one. one. It's basically four episodes in one. Fine. I can do that. So... This is the big anniversary story for twenty years. I um, I think that's doable. I think it's almost easier if I know it's just a one ninety minute thing than the potential for like stops and breaks. We'll see. Well, I we might can stop it whenever. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Under Britbox, it should be under carrying on in the season. I don't think it's under specials or anything. I, d- I don't know. I, d- I just click play and go into the next. I think so it should I'll, be. I'll it should be. You'll know pretty much exactly straight away if it is or not. <laughs> you will know. <laughs> This obviously it came out in the VHS with the five, um, five Doctors and King's Demons came together in this the set that I got for my birthday, and it came. You supposed to watch King's Demons over the Five Doctors for well, your birthday? Well, it came first. I couldn't watch them out of order. I see. I see. <laughs> we might have put a bit of the Five Doctors on as well. Actually, I don't know. I cannot remember anything else about that time. Um, but it came with a little postcard book as well. So when you got the videos, they came with postcards, and you put them in the little album. Well, join us next time for our celebration of 20 years of Doctor Who uh, with the five Doctors. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 2WatchWho. And we will see you then. Bye. Bye. We sing in praise of Total Against the Saracen we are To be the tomb of Christ our Lord We'll put the known